Hello, busy business owner. Are you tired of that overwhelming feeling, the burnout, and constantly chasing after time while you build your business? Trust me, I have been there. And that's what inspired me to create a new group coaching program for service providers who are ready to ditch their complicated, confusing business that just keeps them busy and stressed all day. If you've been hustling for three to five years and you are not seeing the progress or the income that you want or the time freedom that you dreamed of when you started your business, then Thrive Through Simplicity Group Coaching Program is for you. It is a step-by-step framework to help you create a business that is simple, easy, and free from burnout. Visit chelseanewmeyer.com slash thrive through simplicity to learn more about how you can create a simpler, more fulfilling life and business with 12 months of support. It's time to break free from overwhelm. You've got this and I'll see you in the program. Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hello, everyone. Today's topic is a really good one because if there is one thing I love to do, it's dispel a myth. So today we're delving into a critical but often misunderstood aspect of personal productivity, which is conducting a time audit for your life and business. And we all know that time is our most valuable resource, yet many of us struggle with managing it effectively or really understanding what happens to it at the end of the day. I'm sure you've all had the experience where you are getting into bed and you have the thought of where the heck did this day go? Or even it gets to be four o'clock in the afternoon, you're wrapping up your work day and you're like, what the heck did I get done all day, right? So this comes up quite often when I'm working with clients. And it's actually one of the first things I ask a client to do when we start working together is to walk me through a normal day in their life. And what I'm looking for when I ask them to do that is one, getting a sense of their understanding of their day and their time, what routines they have, what routines they think they have, and also looking for those pockets of times that are not being used intentionally. And I don't want to say wasted, right? It's just, it's not that the time is necessarily wasted. It's just that the time is not being used in where we're paying attention to it. We're kind of like letting it slip away without a purpose. And if a client struggles with being able to kind of walk me through a normal day or few days in their life, then I'll have them do a time audit. So in this episode, I wanted to explore the ins and outs of the time audit and define its significance and provide some really actionable recommendations so that if you want to do a time audit for yourself or if we work together, it becomes a really helpful tool rather than something else you have to do. Because I don't recommend it for all clients. I don't necessarily think that everybody needs to do this, but it can be a really powerful opportunity to dig into where your time is going every single day. So we're going to, and we're going to talk way more about that as we get into the episode. You know me though, I always want to start with a definition. So let's talk about what a time audit actually is. In its essence, a time audit involves analyzing how you spend your time to identify inefficiencies, prioritize tasks, and maximize productivity. 
It's a period of time, usually a few days up into a week, where you can write down everything that you're doing, when you're doing it, and how long it takes. The goal is to get a detailed view of where your time goes throughout the day. According to studies, including a Harvard Business Review report and research done by the University of California, we can spend an average of two and a half hours per day on interruptions alone. And obviously that can lead to a considerable loss in productivity. But your number may be way higher, the amount of interruptions you have throughout the day. Or it could be way less and other things are causing your productivity to suffer. And this is where that personal approach is really, really important to me as a time management productivity coach is because we can look into where those moments that are slipping away are coming from. And then again, how can we mitigate them, right? How can we correct for that? Because from there, after the audit, we're able to make decisions that allow you to allocate your time better, enhance your focus, and increase your productivity. So it's a really, really powerful tool, not only personally, but also in how you're managing your business or your job. Okay. So how does one do a time audit effectively? First, we have to figure out a way for you to be able to track your time. There's tools like Toggle, which is T-O-G-G-L, Rescue Time, or you can just use a simple spreadsheet, piece of paper, whatever makes sense for you. And you're going to record all your activities and the time you spend on them. What I want to see is a clear picture of your typical day and again, where that time might be wasted. So when I work with a client, we typically determine together how long the audit needs to be to give us the best information based on the type of work you have or the business you have and how consistent your days are. So for example, if you have childcare Monday, Thursday, and Wednesday, and then you are the primary childcare Tuesdays and Thursdays, I might ask you to do a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday time audit so that I can see the differences between those types of days, right? Or if you are someone who goes to work every single day from nine to five and you have a kind of a fairly consistent routine, then we may only need to do one day, really. But if you are doing this yourself, so if you're not working with me, if you're if you're just kind of doing this on your own because you're curious about how you spend your time, that I recommend starting with one to two days. A full week can be a lot. What you'll want to track is the task or activity that you're doing, how long it took you to do it, when you did it, And then I like to ask if you intended to do that thing at that time. So for example, if you write down that from 3.15 to 3.25, you scrolled on Instagram, I like to have you know if you intended to do it at that time. So if that was your break between a meeting or something, right? Or if you just grabbed your phone and that was kind of the default habit. And then I also want to know if you expected the task to take that long. So if you tell me that you are are writing a script for your podcast and it took 33 minutes, did you expect it to take 33 minutes? Did you want it to take 20 minutes? Did you think it was going to take an hour? I want to know that level of detail within your time audit because again, that helps me build the bigger picture of how you're using your time throughout your week. The next step is we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that data. So we're going to start categorizing your activities into those different segments and distinguish between the critical tasks and 
things that need to get done, those really time-consuming but non-essential tasks. So where are you getting sucked into things like cleaning out your inbox that may take way longer than you anticipate every single day? And then there's just straight unnecessary tasks that you're doing. So we'll highlight these um, in the tools. You can start adding some categorizing. Um, We can do this together. But again, if you're doing it by your own, just determine what categories make sense for you so that we can start to see how much of your time is being used on critical tasks, those really time-consuming but not essential tasks, and the things that you actually don't need to do. Because the last step is to analyze and assess your priorities. Right, How we spend our time is indicative of what we value. So we want to make sure that our time is aligned with our priorities. So you can use something like the Eisenhower matrix, which has those different boxes between critical or important and urgent, um, not important, not urgent. I have a whole episode on prioritization that you can check out. And we'll talk more about this, but we can use a couple different tools or methods to help us identify, again, what tasks are most important, how we can work more critical tasks into our day, what's taking longer than it should, and how what you're working on is aligning with what you say is important to you. From there, we can revise your schedule and routine based on everything that we found. So we can start eliminating time-wasting activities. We can start to identify things that can be delegated. And this will not only help you optimize your time and energy for maximum efficiency, but remember, our goal is always to come back to being intentional with your time. I'm not going to tell you what is a waste of your time because we all value time differently, but I can help you make more intentional choices so that when you're scrolling on your phone or when you're working on a chore in your house or when you're working on something for your business or for your job, it's what you want to be doing at that time and not just the default habit. And this could even just be something if you are a workaholic or someone who says out loud that you want to spend more time with your family or you want to spend more time on your hobbies, yet you're consistently coming back to your computer to work. Right. So we can start making those intentional choices that align with your values and with your priorities. And it's okay if you want to spend 15 minutes scrolling on your phone. I am not here to tell you again what to do with your time. I just want it to be that intentional choice for you. And we can also identify what's taking longer than it should and find ways to optimize or automate those parts of your life and business. Now, this can be actual automation, like setting things up in your business with Zapier or workflows and your emails, things like that, where things are happening behind the scenes. It could be things like setting up reoccurring grocery delivery or making your payments, bill payments automated, right? It could be physical things that are happening behind the scenes, or it could be something as simple as working on the task at a different time when you're able to be more focused. If you're trying to juggle something that requires you to be really intentional or focused, right? Like, so recording a podcast episode, that's something that I have to do at a time where I can't also be hanging out with my husband, right? Like, I have to do those things at a different time, but I can be sitting with my laptop on my lap on the couch next to my husband, 
while we're watching TV and I'm cleaning up my inbox, right? So sometimes it's just a matter of finding the right time to work on a task so that we are able to be the most focused and our energy level is where it needs to be. And we have all of the tools and resources that we need, and we can really utilize those pockets of time. A really great example of this is anyone who's a service provider who may need to be like waiting for a client to respond with feedback or a deadline or responses to your questions, right? How are you using that waiting time? And could you be using that more intentionally or do you just feel trapped by the client because they didn't get back to you on the deadline? Are you expecting your three-year-old to leave the house every day faster than is reasonable for them? And that's causing you to be late and stressed every day. And if that's true, can we adjust your morning routine so that you're not starting your day late and stressed because we're giving things the appropriate amount of time that they need? And again, this is the kind of nuance that we can get into after doing a time audit or really just talking through your day-to-day and how those routines look for you. The key to a really successful time audit is a consistency and level of detail. So I want, again, want to make sure that this is a really helpful exercise. I don't necessarily think everybody needs to do it, but it can be really, really eye-opening if this is something that you're struggling with. And then you can regularly revisit and readjust your time management strategies to adapt to changing circumstances. So this could be back to school versus summertime schedules. This could be you take on a new project or there's a change in your schedule at home, right? There's lots of opportunities for us to revisit and readjust as life and business change. So to wrap up this episode, what I want you to be thinking about is in terms of a time audit is to track your time, right? It's the very first step. Use time tracking tools for accurate analysis, um, but you could also just do this pen and paper, right? Making sure that you're capturing an appropriate level of detail that we can really dig into it. Then I want you to categorize your activity and distinguish between the critical, the non-essential, and those really unnecessary tasks. You can prioritize those things, right? So we're making sure that we're focusing on the tasks that are most important towards your long-term goals. And this is outside of business too, right? Again, if you say that you want to spend more time with your family, but you're constantly going back to your computer, we need to look at your priorities and how we're valuing our time. And then I want you to, well, together, we can implement a revised schedule. So this is where you're allocating your time effectively. We're eliminating those quote unquote, time-wasting activities. We're being more intentional with your time so that when you are relaxing at the end of the day with your feet up and a glass of wine or a hot cup of tea, watching your favorite TV show, you know that that's what you're meant to be doing at that time. And you feel no guilt or any urge to go do anything else because that's the time that you've set aside to do that. And then on the flip side, it's also waking up saying, okay, here's my plan for the day. I know exactly how to jump in. I know how to give myself enough time. And I know how to adjust when things don't go according to the plan. So that's all I have for today. I hope you found this episode on how to conduct a time audit really helpful. If you are struggling with this or you need some advice or to decide if this is going to be a really helpful tool because it is a bit of a time commitment in and of itself, right? You have to be paying attention and kind of keeping track of things and recording things, then you should definitely reach out to me. 
on Instagram at Chelsea N Coaching. I'll be happy to walk you through this in more detail, or you can work with me. And again, this is something that I tend to do fairly early on and with a client who may be struggling with understanding where the heck their time goes all day. So thanks so much for joining me today. I cannot wait to chat with you again next week. And just remember, your time is precious, so let's use it wisely and intentionally. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.